0: You're listening to the sizzle on Iron Skillet Radio and Iron Skillet Television. You know who it is. You know what it is. It's the sizzle in a building with another hot one. This is going to be so fresh. It's going to be so hot. We just coming off the dome. We don't even know what we're going to do. That's right. You know who's in the building. <laughs> He's Jay Sizzle. I'm G Sizzle. We've got a yes, lot sir. to talk about in a little amount of time because we got to get yeah. you ready. Ready for all this information? We're gonna give you Jay. Jay, it's so much that's going on, man. I don't even know where to start. I really don't, because we haven't talked no, in a while. I know where to start. Okay,
1: so I know where, where we to, want start. to start. Where do you want to start? <laughs> the greatest, most epic explosion of a basketball team ever. Ever.
0: Oh, you talking about the Chicago Bulls?
1: No, sir. No, sir. Not them, no. It's the GOAT who I'll call him the NOPE from here on out, sir. Oh. No nope playoff for you. Mm. No scoring title for you. Mm. The Nope's, Dude, the Lakers are toast.
0: <laughs> I don't even know if that's... You can't really put that together in a sentence. Oh. The Lakers toast. are... But there, you got to find a word that rhymes with Lakers, the fakers, the snakers, no.
1: the hip hop, not yeah, all makers. that. All that, uh, at the beginning of the season, this is the greatest super team ever constructed. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the finest group of players ever. Everybody with a walker, mm-hmm. everybody taking some Geritol. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. everybody just fell apart. Who knew mm-hmm. AD was gonna get hurt? I mean, who didn't know AD was gonna get hurt? AD been hurt. Every year of his NBA career, you knew he 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 give you five minutes of flash and he's out for 50 games. That's just how AD ball, you know. But LeBron Lebron, as you LeBron. Call him, went and got all his drinking buddies. Hey, come on, come on over. No, we don't need any these young fellas. We don't need Contavious Pope anymore. No, we don't need we don't need Kuzma. Who are those guys? Those, Young whippersnappers, they don't even have no gray hair. They can't hang out with us. We can't even talk about 90s basketball, because all of them were born in the 90s. No. No. They had to get all the old people they could find. They went to a geriatric NBA residence and went and pulled people out the tapioca pudding line. <laughs> the tapioca line. They pulled them out the tapioca right. line. Mm. There was in the line for tapioca pudding, and LeBron showed up and said, hey, what you doing? They said nothing. Well, come on, do nothing over here. And that's what they did, nothing.
0: Okay, but, so the, the biggest question is, how did Dwight Howard get more hair as he got older? Most of us are trying to keep the hair we got. How
1: did he get more hair and more hair? I, just, I didn't understand. It. You know, here's the funny thing about Dwight. Dwight Howard doesn't age, and he still plays the same. Mm-hmm. You know, every once in a while he does Superman stuff and then he's out there and he looks like he should be on Shaq and Fool. Mm-hmm. You know, I here's a guy who probably has the greatest NBA body, period. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anybody out there who has a greater super prototype body to play in the NBA than Dwight Howard. I mean, he's just ridiculous. I mean, shoulders, arms, body, jump, e- everything. He is just so talented, he don't got to work that hard. He doesn't have to work that hard. He works when he gets ready to. Mm-hmm. And this year, he was like, yeah, yeah okay, well, we'll get out here. Uh, LeBron, Le- LeBron leaders, you know. And then he got silly McStassy out there, Russell Westbrook. I'm smarter than all y'all. Watch me dribble it off my foot. Watch me throw the ball out of bounds. I'm going to alley-oop to myself. You know, what, four people guard the basket? I'm going in there. This was doomed from the start. I just didn't think that they were going to fall apart and not make the playoffs. That I just I for sure had them pinned in, at least into the playoff game. I mean, that that would have been embarrassing enough. But they went down swinging <laughs> in the air <laughs> and missing. It was just a I don't know. Oh, this, this has got to be. You tell me, Greg. Is this not probably the greatest epic fail in NBA history? Sure, because because they okay, were yeah. they were supposed to be in running with the Nets to win the championship. Matter of fact, people had already started putting L A on the trophy already. They said, "Oh, this this team got to be able to win. Got to." And it went in the potty real quick. As soon as LeBron went down with that ankle. And then what he had, the abdominal thing, or whatever it was after that. Then you know, and <sighs> hey, do you know AD couldn't be outdone with you. LeBron hurt before me. Oh, I'm going down.
0: <gasps> I'm glad you just you mentioned AD because let's talk about AD for a little while. A D seems to be that guy that just gets injured every year. To your point, he has never played a full season in his NBA career.
1: You know, and and probably not his fault. He's mm. just a guy that can't stay uninjured. Hmm. You know, he, he looked good the other night he was playing. He, I mean, he was spinning to the basket doing AD stuff for about five minutes. And then he spun to the basket, and he went one way, and his foot went the other way. And, nope, there you go. He just took his shoe off. He was done. He just... <laughs> He just probably took this shoe off. There I go. I'm going to sit
0: down. So I'm going to ask you this. In Sure. Talking about, you, I've heard it from several NBA pundits, but this one came from Charles Barkley. Okay. And I thought it was interesting during the tournament. He said something about Anthony Davis that was impactful. It was slight, okay. but it was impactful. He said okay. whatever he's doing in the off season, And Kendall Gill reiterated it a few nights ago, talking about the Bulls, when we were talking about certain players. He said whatever AD's not doing in the offseason isn't working. And they're starting now to question his work ethic as he goes
1: about his summer leaving the team. Well, he's never been a hard body. Let's say that. All right? He's never been a hard body. You never saw that guy. He never came chisel. So here's a guy who has talent beyond talent. I mean, literally, AD should be, if he was playing at his prime on a regular basis, would probably be top 10 all-time players in the NBA. I mean, he's got the full package at that size. and. Center size, not KD size, you know, where you're you're, you're seven feet tall and you're you're the slim reaper. No, he's a big body with super quick feet who can hit the jumper, who's got the layup package. I mean, he's got the whole thing. The problem is, I think, is that when people come so talented and they get paid so much, Basketball is a job. Mm. Is it a passion? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Is it a must win? Because if you look at a certain all-star, all-time player up in Milwaukee, a fellow up there that's 6'9", six, 6'10", six, uh, that guy, look at his body. Mm-hmm. Right. Look, look. Every year, he's a little bit bigger every year now now he's hitting his free throw you see how nice his free throws look now why cuz he's in the gym right now he's a guy that was talented but he's a guy who worked himself to be where he is right when he first came into the league he wasn't all that in the bag of chips he was good but he wasn't all that in the bag of chips but he kept himself in the league he kept himself in the gym and now he's probably going to go down as one of the best players of all time ad came in from the beginning one of the best players of all time, and he's gonna keep cashing checks. And you know how hard do I need to work? Hey, look, no fault to his, no, no fault to him. He goes, I'm sorry, he goes sign another big contract.
0: Mm, mm, mm.
1: He got another, he got he got another two hundred coming to him.
0: Okay, so if he's got another two hundred, and now the commissioner is really serious about load management where Adam Silver is saying, now we're going to look into players load managing and not playing through the season. I think there were more big stars who weren't playing because of injury, not because of load management, but is this an issue for you, Jay? If if you look at the landscape of the NBA, is load management now an issue?
1: Well, it really, they had been load managing a lot, right? But years. it really came, yeah. But it really came into focus with LeBron, but he would just take it off games, mm-hmm. and then you had other players just take it off No, for no other reason. Was I don't feel like playing it back to back, you know? And 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 on wrong teams that were so dominant that they could give away wins, they didn't need to win this. They didn't need in this game. We we're, we're good enough as where we are, so we can sit you down. Now the issue is, is that you have the fans who come in to see. LeBron James, Drew, come in to see these top players. And when guys just sit down and they don't play, well, that hurts the NBA image to the fans. Because really, the only reason why they're making this money is because of the popularity of the NBA. I want to say the NBA is probably more fan popular and the NFL is more betting popular, you know. (laughs) NFL football is NFL football, but NFL football is really dribbling by the gamblers. Um, you know, people have their teams, their fans, that they're going to watch. But for a lot of times, um, unless it's a Tom Brady playing for the Bucks, unless it's a guy that you really want to watch, you could care less about the other games. You might watch one if you're a real super enthusiast, but, you know, if the Bears are playing, we're going to do it in the Bears. But if the second game is Indianapolis or somebody, if you know we really are not really caring, you might not watch that game, mm-hmm. you know. But the betters are watching this game. But in the NBA, because it's such a star-driven league, I'm going to watch the Lakers even when they're trash because LeBron's out there, mm-hmm. you know. I'm going. I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch other teams because they got star players out there, and, and because it's star-driven, and that's why it's a more fan-based league. So you have to address that to keep the fans happy. Because as soon as the fans stop watching, then the advertising dollar goes down because now your queue number is going down and your advertiser are going to say, hey, I'm not paying these exorbitant prices to advertise in the NBA basketball game if I'm not getting the eyes watching it. You know what I'm saying? So you got to, Adam Silver understands that. Now at some point in time, have they reached such a saturation point that they can't... Um, charge any more mm-hmm. for advertising prices for NBA games. They gotta be ridiculous. I mean, you're at the point now with NBA teams that they're actually starting to look like NASCAR, and they got, you know, uh, companies embroidered on their shirts. Right. They're, they're, they're running around like, they're looking like a uh, uh, Kurt Bush. <laughs> no Jeff right. Gordon running right. around. You know what I'm saying? Pretty they're looking soon. like
0: European basketball teams now. With all it the NBA's and
1: decals. it won't be long. They they try to keep it down to one. It won't be long, pretty soon. Once once they open up, once they open it up, they open up to that corporate money. It's going. They're going to continue. They're going. To, they're going to look just like NASCAR. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So um, the issue is with the NBA, you start finding guys doing that load management because really what is the ultimate prize in the NBA? It is a championship. If you don't win a championship in the NBA, you might as well not even play. I mean, to make the playoffs is no big deal because everybody can make the playoffs unless you're just really bad like the Lakers. But I mean, you're taking, you're literally taking what, the top 10? making, the, making the, the playoffs, basically, I mean, the play-in game. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it, it's it's one of these situations where you're just trying to keep the fan base happy. Um, load management-wise, uh, when you start having these older players making this big money like this, they don't have to play. Right. You know, and I think what really happened was, I think I think the NBA Players Association, even though they did a great thing for the players, they did a bad thing for the game. Um, when they start guaranteeing this money coming in, where guys are getting contracts and their contracts are guaranteed, I don't have to play. I don't have to play through hurt. I don't have to. I don't have to play. You know, if I, if it's not a year-to-year contract, basically what the, the NFL was a long time ago. You know, it was, it was basically a year-to-year contract. We can cut you. Your money's not guaranteed. Guys play hurt. You know, in the in the NBA, it's not like that anymore. If you sign that contract, you're guaranteed. You know, you you got a hundred seven million dollar contract. You're guaranteed a hundred and ten million. Guaranteed a hundred and ten. Like, okay, I think hundred ten million is a lot of money. Is not hundred ten million still a lot of money?
0: It's still a lot of money. I, I'm, but I I do. My issue is not so much with the guarantee or not, but when we're talking about load management, I wish someone had done low management with Derrick Rose because maybe at that point you would have seen the best out of Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose in his prime was one of the best stars in the NBA, but because of continued injury, continued attrition. Now Derrick Rose is just that dude who runs around in a Derrick Rose jersey in New York. Like you don't yeah. see that dude and you think, oh, that was D. Rose, like one of the baddest mofos in the league. You don't say true. that. You just say that's, he's that dude that, that
1: has brains now. That's true. But well, we talked about that some weeks ago. You know, he, 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 John Morant is in the same type of situation. Those guys. The only really herky jerky guy I saw that was able to stay in the league like that was Allen Iverson.
0: Mm-hmm. That
1: was herky jerky and was able just to break people down, but Allen Iverson didn't do a lot of he he. He did a lot of starting stopping on his breaking people down. He, he could start and stop on a dime. You know, or he could just lose people because he put
0: – He was so small versus other guys. I mean, if you take the – if you put in comparison Allen Iverson's body type to Derrick Rose, there's yeah. a difference. And once he fell off in Philly, I mean, he, he fell off. By the time he got to Denver, it was terrible. Oh, yeah. And then by the time he was traded out again, I mean, it was over. And he never changed his game, which is something we'll probably talk about more and more as as this thing is going on with Russell Russell Westbrook and what's happened with the Lakers. You've never seen guys – I never saw A.D. change his game, but I see him continually getting hurt. I see him not sitting out. And maybe he is sitting out some games he could have played in, but he's hurt. And I don't want to see – a hurt superstar, or somebody go out there and get injured even more on a fluke injury, and now the trajectory of their whole career is off.
1: I think he's Bill Walton. I mean, and when I say that, I, we didn't see the best of Bill Walton. Bill Walton was great, mm-hmm. right? But his feet gave up on him. You know, uh, you, you look at um, a great heel, right? Never really got going in the NBA because his ankles gave up on him. Mm -hmm. Um, and so you're looking at AD who on potential and he played well enough for the first couple years that he was able to sign these big contracts it's just that the way he plays he's so smooth as a big man but he spins a lot you know AD puts people in the spin cycle but I think a man at that size that amount of torque Mm -hmm. going on his ankles I think that's where his foot problems are I think it's Zion Williamson Right. let we haven't heard we haven't seen him at all right mm. but a man that size carrying that much weight twerking. you know twerking i'm, twerking, I'm, I'm gonna twerking i want to say twerking turning at the same time so i made it twerking, <laughs> twerking,
0: twerking the thing. we are not but, saying that zion is twerking anywhere man. no and
1: i don't and i don't want to see it if he is but <laughs> um uh a guy like that who's generating so much power mm-hmm and force into your your body is only going to accept so much energy, so much pressure. And these guys have trained themselves in such a way as that they can generate more um, power than what the body was designed for. Um, And I think when you start seeing that, guys start hurting themselves. John Morant, I mean, I saw him make a move, what was that, maybe four, five, six weeks ago when he hurt his hip. And mm-hmm. it was just him being herky-jerky and just exploding off that hip. And all of a sudden, you know, he's starting to go down. And now you start to see, you know, Derrick Rose. Well, he, you know, he just hurt himself. He was so herky-jerky. I don't, I don't care what was happening, to tell you the truth, to tell you, uh, gee, I think, I think Derrick Rose is going to hurt himself regardless. I mean, load management or not, I think he was going to hurt himself uh, just because of the way he played. So when you have teams like that, when you have guys like that who are just phenomenal physical specimens, that's when you see a problem happening because their bodies just won't take it. This is the same reason like you see like a Steph Curry, right? He has a skill, right? Now you saw him when he first got into his league, his ankles were going. I mean, I think he jacked his ankle up two or three good good hard times. So you don't see him being as herky-jerky as he was. He uses his dribble to get himself open and his cardio to get himself open so he can fire that three ball. Now, can he break you down and take you to the basket? Yeah, but you don't see him um, breaking people down, down, down. What you see now is that the dribble is so nasty, people have to honor it. You know, especially at this age now. Now you see him selling more for that mid-range guy. So, um, but sport like anything, man, your body's going to give out before your mind does. And that's the reason why, you know, you, you get guys who play long, long times. LeBron is an exception. I mean, he's still probably, uh, if not the best player in the NBA this year, he's within a handful. I only can think of a couple other people that I would even say, that's up LeBron's um stature in the NBA right now. And he's still he still can score at will. He still can defend at will. He's still an unstoppable force when he wants to be. You know, and he's what, 37, 38 years old? These guys are rare. Rare. He's in rarefied air right now. That's why he's gonna own all the titles. LeBron's probably got five more years in him. He's gonna own every title out there. He's going to earn all scoring points, minutes played, Mm -hmm. whatever else, whatever else, whatever else. The only thing he won't always is he's the GOAT because the greatest of all time would not have missed the playoffs with a team built like this.
0: All right, Jay. So we're talking about teams that are built, right? And we've had this discussion before about the Lakers and where they stand and You look at the Phoenix Suns and where they are, possibly the best team in the league, but you still have Milwaukee that's around. You still have the Heat that are somewhere laying in the weeds. You're not really sure what Brooklyn is, and you don't know exactly what Philly is. But you know in the West, you still got the Warriors who are there, but you've got Utah. You've got some other teams that you feel can make a push. The Grizzlies. The Grizzlies especially. Don't know where they're going to go or where they're going to fall, I don't think they could beat the top seeds in either the East or the West in a series, but we don't know yet. But I have to give credit to one team. And that one team is the New Orleans Pelicans. This was a team that could have packed it up. It's funny that you had just mentioned Zion. They could have packed it up and said, eh, eh nah, we're not doing it. But they made mm-hmm. a trade for C.J. McCollum. They started getting some finance, though, some solid peaches, pieces together that was substantial and now they're playing for that run that, that playing game and this was a team you thought yeah it's it once they traded Alonzo ball you know you had Zion out you're just like eh but they're a pretty good team and they've done pretty well and right now if you look at the landscape in the NBA It's a pick for a lot of teams, especially in the West. A lot of those teams in the West outside of the Suns are kind of all boxed up in there together. And I think you're going to get like an NCAA tournament style out of the West. You're going to have guys who are going into these these small series and it's going to be big games until they get probably to uh, the Suns. But I'm just looking at things. I'm looking at teams who are making moves, Jay, and when you look through the league, I think there's a lot to be said about some of the moves that were made. I don't think teams made frivolous moves this year. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the Bulls didn't make really good moves because they didn't fortify anything. They never fortified their weaknesses. But other teams actually went out and fortified their weaknesses. Now, the Blazers still holding on to, to Dame I think is going to be a mistake later on down the road. But that's just me. I don't know. Maybe they know something. I don't know. But, again, mm-hmm. my hat's off to New Orleans. Uh, they were going to run their GM out of the, the, the Crescent City. He was going to be gone, and he was going to be back on NBA radio. And that was going to be how it worked. But I like what they did. I don't know. Are there other teams, Jay? Is there anybody – that you see right now is this playoff thing is coming to a, a close. Is there a sneaky team somewhere in the East or the West that you're looking?
1: at? I don't know if there's any sneaky teams. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, I think uh, Celtics, mm-hmm. you know, would, would you say they're seen sneaky?
0: I, You know what? The Celtics are weird because everybody had poo-pooed them and they were all for dead. And, oh, my God, they were uh, below five hundred, and then, you know, their head coach wasn't getting along with their point guard, but people were like, well, they just kept him around because his wife, they want her in the stadium. You know, it was all kinds of stuff going on. And then you look and you say, they're vying for the top seed in the East right now. Right now, Jason Tatum looks unstoppable. Jalen Brown is still doing Jalen Brown things. And you're getting compliments from everybody else, and they've lost their center. Now, I don't know about you, but when you have a knee injury as a big man, I'm not looking at a 6-8 to eight win a week window. If he gets back sometimes before the playoff is out, that's cool. But um, I don't know. Boston is a really good team right now. Yeah. They're you know, exactly was- what we thought they were going to be.
1: Yeah, and the thing about it was, I mean, at the beginning of everything, you know, they were like, oh, we need to separate Tatum, you know, and and those guys trying to break that team up and Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And very quietly, they got to 50 wins, Mm -hmm. you know. And now you look at them, what are they, number two, number three in the East right now? Mm -hmm. And nobody really talks about them very much. And that's why I said, you know, hey, we're not going to get no love there. You know, we're not going. We even in our conversation, we had. I don't think we talked about the Celtics all year, and think, they've yeah. been they've been slowly climbing up there. And next thing you know, they're like, and we're still not talking about them in number two because mm-hmm. we're just thinking like, hey, you know. But this is a team. If they can pull and keep it together, you know, could they win the East? Well, they're playing like they could win the East. Now, I don't think they're going to win the East. I still think you got to go to Milwaukee. I still, I don't care who's playing the Bucks in a seven-game series. I think it's going to be a problem. If Chris Milton is healthy, and you got Drew Holiday. Uh, probably should have won in a, in, uh, NBA Defensive Player of the Year. If you have those guys for you and as hard as they play, I think those guys are a hard out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't care who they play. Now, the thing with the Celtics now, you're looking at them once the spotlight's on you in the playoffs, can they keep producing like they're doing? Because they are playing um, really great basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, they put the walloping on the Bulls, but who has it? You know, I mean, literally the Bulls are owing, what, 17, 18, 19, or 20 against top-rated teams or something like that? I mean, it's like, yeah. you know, so, they're, you know, you know, and, and I don't know if that's really their fault so much, but... Like, dude, you got you know, you just gotta do something here. But um, I like um I like what's going on with them. Um, the Utah Jazz, we don't talk a lot about. Um uh, they've been looking good. And we're going to see. Then you got and you got your, your different nuggets. You know what I'm saying? You got teams like this who we don't talk about, the Clippers. Mm-hmm. They're locked in at number eight. You know, you really don't talk about them much. They've been playing pretty well. So I mean. I think out of the West, it's gonna be difficult um, for any of these eight seed, seven seed, the Timberwolves, the Nuggets really to make hay because these teams up on top are so doggone good and they're all pretty healthy. Uh, you know, uh, you know, Golden State, if if um if uh um their core three, if clay ever, if 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 the clay Thompson. Ever returns back into his body. I think. I think he's got the headband on, and I think once he takes the headband back off, I think, I think that's going to unleash. I think that's going to unleash Clay Thompson mode, because if he ever gets back in Clay Thompson mode, where he's top three or four shooter in the league, and all of a sudden they got to spread that floor, it's going to be problems for people because that's a team that can shoot you out the build it. Um, you know, I don't know. We got John ja, ja and them. We got to figure out with John ja and them uh, if they could play in the playoffs, you know. And then, hey, hey let's ask the question. I'm, I'm going through the little list here. Are the Heat for real? Hmm. I mean, well,
0: they're for real in the conference. I mean, this was a team that was, they almost beat the Lakers in a bubble. I mean, that was without the additions they have now. They have a pretty good team, and they've proven through the season that they're pretty good. And in fact, we're probably going to talk about them more in the next segment when we talk about the Chicago Bulls, because we've got to talk about some things. Some, we've got to really sit down and have a real conversation. I mean, this is not therapy any longer. This is the real deal. So what we're going to do is we're going to break here. We're going to talk mm-hmm. about the Bulls. We're going to talk about the other teams, the top 10 teams that are in the Eastern Conference. And we're going to see how this all kind of shakes out and falls out. Make sure that you follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Iron Skillet Sports. And remember to like, share, and subscribe to Iron Skillet Sports on YouTube at Iron Skillet Sports.